Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. And today my guest is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. She's also a website designer. And we've been conducting a series of interviews. This is the fourth in the series. The general topic is gravity, support, and freedom. We've done two on gravity, one on support, and this is going to be about freedom. And Imogen is actually interviewing me, and so I'm going to turn it over to you, Imogen. Great. Hi, Robert. Hi. Um, so why don't we start with just telling us what the Alexander Technique is? Yeah, and, and I, I think the definition has varied slightly from podcast to podcast, but I, I think the, a useful one for this series is um, Alexander Technique is is a way to sit, stand, move, do whatever you do uh, easily in a, in accordance with your structure and in accordance with or in in uh, uh, constructive response to the forces that are operating on you. Uh, another way of saying that is it's a way to do things in the way nature intended. Great. And I do think your um, definition is evolving through each of the podcasts. <laughs> it's great. Um, so maybe before we get into freedom, the theme for today, you could do a, like a quick recap on gravity and support so we can kind of see how it all fits together. Right. Well, we've gone through gravity and pointed out that gravity tends to draw us right to the center of the earth. And it it's a force that, um, in a sense, when gravity looks up at us from the center of the earth, if, if that's such, if you could imagine that, it sees our whole weight concentrated at our center of gravity, which, if we're standing, is a couple of inches below your navel, pretty much in the middle, front to back. So it's pulling that down to the center of the earth. That's what gravity right. does. It also tends to pull individual parts of us down. And in particular, our head is a very useful one to give a little thought to. Be, because our, uh, or not, well, down in the sense that our, the way our head is structured, the center of gravity of our head is forward and up from its pivot point. And so our head is always being drawn in a sort of a forward nodding way. And um, that's what gravity does. And, okay, and I think that's really a useful distinction because I know I used to think it was something pressing down on mm, me, no. which I think is a common misconception. It's actually being pulled to, no, it, from below to the center of the earth, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and then support... So so there's gravity pulling us down but mm -hmm. but we have we're not at the center of the earth and the question then is why not and <laughs> that's uh because there is this thing called support which is related to a a, a physics concept called hardness that the, the surface that we're on doesn't like to get distorted by our weight and tends to repair itself as it were 
So it ex when we create a little dent in the surface from our weight, it tends to want to push that dent back out. Kind of like those things that come around to repair hail damage on your car. And that's what it would like to do, get, <laughs> get rid of the dent. And uh -huh. that, in fact, is an upward force that operates on your feet. Soles or whatever or touching your sit the bones, surface or yeah. your whole body if you're if you're lying down yeah right. so those are the two um the two forces that are operating on us and and i see in a way our challenge as humans is how to function um living as we do on the surface of the earth primarily where we have one force force pushing up against our feet another force pushing pulling us down, pulling our center of gravity down. And we also have another for we have another gravitational related force which is the atmosphere, which is only there because of gravity, which mm. keeps it from floating off into outer space, which is also exerting a kind of an overall very soft gentle force on us. Okay. So th those are the forces. Right. And our job is to make the best, I think, our job is to make the best use of them. Okay. okay. So the theme for this podcast is freedom. So what do you mean by that? And how well, is that going to tie in <laughs> with these other concepts? By freedom, I mean our ability to do whatever we ha have chosen to do in as free and easy and efficient and light, all of those words I think are, are useful, way as possible. So, for example, if you're walking along the sidewalk and uh, down the street in front of your house, are you walking easily or are you adding extra pressure? Are you pushing down with your feet? Are you pulling your shoulders in and forward? Are you tightening your neck? Are you doing things that interfere with your inherent freedom? And in a way, if, if you want to get an idea of what inherent freedom looks like, a perfect place to look is most kids of around five or six years old who haven't learned how to interfere with that yet. They haven't been in school and been subjected to that. Or there are a few people you can you can observe. Fred Astaire is is my favorite. Mm, you can you can yeah. watch him on TV anytime. And if you do watch him, turn the sound down so you don't get distracted by the plot. And just watch his movements. Watch how he moves. He is a guy who's moving freely. Great. And I think so that's what I think that's what um, the Alexander technique, in a way, aspires to get making us enabling us to to move as freely as we we can in this world of these forces i just described and in accordance with our physical structure right i totally agree so how would you see the alexander techniques role in this well um in terms of uh the the one that i think is most familiar to to alexander teachers and students is the one I just mentioned, the effect of gravity on your head, which tends to encourage a tilt forward, which is uh, just nicely counterbalanced in, in, a, in a free state. It's just nicely counterbalanced by the muscles in the back and sides of, of your neck. 
but it, a, a, a way to prevent that from happening is to tighten your neck, to tense your neck. Mm, right. And that, that will take away a lot of the freedom of your head on top of your spine. That's a really quick way to, in a way, experiment with decreasing the amount of freedom you've got. Mm, mm. Um, the, uh, another area we touched on in one of the earlier podcasts was the, this, uh, the atmospheric pressure that ex- is, is surrounds us, which tends to, if, if we're using it well, it enables us to allow air to come into our lungs without making any conscious effort to do so because of the vacuum that's created when the diaphragm drops and the ribs expand. That only works because there is this atmospheric pressure, which is kind of a free gift from nature, which just brings the air right in for us so we don't have to gasp for for breath. And a a nice way to interfere with that, if you want to test it, is start gasping for breath or holding your torso rigidly or things like that. Yes, so the Alexander Techniques role will be help us to not do those interfering things things and uh, free up the ribs. Right, and to, and to just free up the whole mechanism. mechanism. Yeah, so, and then the the uh, the force of support that I've talked about a lot in the last uh, podcast. Support is has to be transmitted up through the soles of your feet to the rest of your body, and and one way of looking at that is your feet and your legs are kind of the transmission system. And if they are unduly tense, tensing, they're going to interfere with that transmission. They're going to distort it. We're going to get an inaccurate idea of what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. And that's going to very likely lead to even more tension. And so you can get a, a, a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So right. all, of the, all of those interferences to the effective use of these really these two forces, gravity and support, uh, are all things that the Alexander Technique is very good at dealing with, even if it doesn't explicitly talk about those forces. Right. And and um, I'm interested, you, you wrote a very nice blog post recently that talked about some of these issues. And in it, you... Um, gave a couple of examples of uh, what we might call an Alexander Technique direction that people could sure. try out um, for the support. It was the a most of the support, support. And get free. I mean, freedom too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's all, all of, yeah. So, well, but, in, and even, uh, uh, I'll just, yeah, that, that, that was, a, that was about how to make, how to get the most out of support. And we could talk about that first. So if support, um, if if what's getting in the way of support being as useful as it can is tension, then a nice Alexander direction, and I tend to use freedom directions, which are a fairly new kind of direction. You could use negative directions, and I think you could even 
probably use other types of Alexander directions. But I, I tend to think in terms of I'm free to receive the support of the surface I'm on. So if I'm walking, I just say I'm free to receive the, the pavement's support or even just the earth's support. Or I could localize it a bit and say my feet are free to receive it or my feet and my legs are free to receive it. Yeah, I, I just I was very drawn to them. I was playing with them myself last week and actually because of the positive positive effects on me personally playing with those directions as I, I um tried them with a few students last week too and I must say they're extremely helpful at least initially seemed very helpful it seemed like you're talking about breathing earlier mm -hmm, it seemed mm -hmm. to help the breathing free up um i definitely felt a sort of um lengthening or mm -hmm, opening up mm -hmm. happening which mm -hmm. i wasn't um forcing in any way or not that i could detect that's a whole other issue and it, yeah, it's been very interesting to play with them in different, um, doing different things. I think I think these are uh, there. These are experiments that anyone listening to this podcast right. could do right now. You could just stand up as you normally do and notice what that's like, and then just say to yourself, "Hey, I'm free. My 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 feet and my legs are free to receive the support of the floor." And it's just a thought. It's not doing anything. It's an Alexander-type direction where there's no doing. It's just a thought. And, uh, and then you could play with throwing that thought away and see what happens. Or you could use you could use it while walking. You could say, as I'm walking, I'm my feet and legs are free to receive the support of the floor. Or you could say, I'm free to receive the support of the floor. And then continue walking and throw it away and notice what happens it's pretty right. pretty easy to do yeah i think um having the explanation of of um of the support and the hardness and the making a little dent and mm -hmm. pushing mm -hmm. back idea is it's sort of important to kind of have some sort of basic understanding of mm -hmm. before you can use them if or, or I'm, that's my guess you yeah, I th I kind of like to go through that because yeah. it's 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 brand new to me. And as I say, I actually was a physics major in university, and I I never thought about these things. I mean, of course, so biophysics, as it were, was not really on on the plate at that time very very much. Now the uh, the other area where um, the Alexander technique can be very helpful is in helping us utilize the gravitational force as effectively as possible. Now, I've created a whole system called Up With Gravity, which right. deals explicitly with that. And I won't I won't say much about it here. I will put put a link yeah, to, no, it, to that Yeah, no, I found site. that very effective too. I just wanted to comment that I actually found both things had a similar effect. Yeah, I think so. They're so. working maybe in a slightly different way, but And you can you can experiment with combining them uh or alternating between them. I mean basically um uh, using directions in connection with you, your overall center of gravity are are things like um deciding to move your center 
uh, forward or backwards or whatever. Instead, say instead of quote walking unquote, move your center forward. And and there's some useful images that you can use to help access that that center of gravity because it's really in the middle of nowhere. Unlike the surface of your feet, which are receiving the it's much easier to be aware of. Very easy yeah. to the the center of gravity is, is is probably in the middle of an intestine or something. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing. There's no marker there. But so images are 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 helpful to access it. But you can use Alexander directions. She says, "I'm free to move my center forward," or the image I've connected to it, or I'm free even to lift my center. Uh, uh, and then I'm just shift into I'm free. I, I'm just touching on a few examples, yeah. and and they're they're all going to be outlined um, elsewhere. But they are basically uh, using the Alexander technique, or and and in terms of breathing, hey, I'm free to breathe, which mm-hmm. is almost certainly going to cause you not to make as much effort on the in breath if if you have been kind of gasping if if you have a pattern of kind of trying to suck in air saying i'm free to breathe is very likely to influence that in a in a desirable way so to me the alexander technique is the perfect way to make to take advantage both of our structure and of the forces that that are operating on it that we that, that we experience in the real world, and I would like to say a little bit on the structure point. Um, periodically, people say things like, "Well, you know, we never really got it right in terms of getting upright. Mm. Um, we're not really designed to stand on two feet, and so that's why we have so much back pain and neck pain and so on." I actually very strongly disagree with that. I think our structure is amazingly adapted to these uh adapted to deal with these forces that are that are operating on us. I mean, for example, the fact that our head is way up at the top and balanced on top of the spine and is being drawn rotate drawn forward in in a rotational sense by gravity that gravity is itself creating an upward flow through your whole body because the your head releases forward and then your your back lengthens and widens as mm-hmm. a result of that so it, the the question is not so much whether our st- structure is the way is is good or bad i think it's excellent but right, how how we but it does require standing up does require more attention in a sense than being on all fours to to function well i i think we need to we need to and i think the reason it requires more attention i think for small children they they're fine but if you start to develop a pattern of tensing, perhaps in your legs, perhaps in your neck, that throws throws everything off a bit, I think the fundamental problem we have with that is it doesn't self-correct. 
It doesn't right. self-correct. It can be corrected, as it were, but that requires conscious thought. And and um, and that's what the Alexander technique can teach you to do. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, exactly. That's exactly what the Alexander technique is all about: conscious thought, conscious self-direction, and that's what's required to to change uh, a habit. For say, for example. You develop, you, you turn an ankle and you develop a pattern of favoring one leg and after a few weeks the ankle is fine, but that pattern has has taken hold a bit. It might be very subtle, but it's there. There's no way that that's going to change on its own. It's going to require you, perhaps with the help of somebody pointing it out to you in a in a way that you can sense you intervening to change that pattern it's not going to change on its own right so that's kind of my i think i think freedom is really using our structure and using the forces that are operating on us in in into the to our best advantage and you know i want to make just one more tiny final <laughs> point go we, ahead I talk about these forces support and, and gravity but you know in physics force equals energy it's the same thing it's another word for the same thing oh. and actually what's going on is that we are getting an amazing amount of free energy from the system the oh, that's an interesting way. Yeah, the system being the Earth and all huh? of its components. We are getting this for free 24-7. And it's really up to us whether we want to accept it and use it or whether we want to get in its way and create problems. It's just oh. like, you know, air is there and it's it it'll come right into our lungs if we leave ourselves alone. That, and that that's a free gift that you know that's work to get it in there and some of that work is just done by by gravity indirectly right so that's All what right. i see our fundamental job is and that's why i think the alexander technique is a fantastic way to deal with these issues and i guess i've just focused on the forces more than perhaps most teachers do but but i i don't i don't think there's anything about this that doesn't fit in beautifully to the alexander technique right now that seems like a wonderful place to to finish up unless you have no some i'm done the wisdom well really fascinating thank you robert i'm going to just turn it back over to you to just uh close the podcast i guess sure and um uh, my my guest and interviewer today has been Imogen Ragone, an Alexander technique te- technique teacher and website designer in Wilmington, Delaware. And once again, Imogen, thank you so much for doing all of these. Thank you.